because I'm going to be a little playful around a very serious subject. And I know that this uh, these days that can be very tricky. And I uh, and I and, and well, I would like to work here tomorrow, so like well, I need to be careful about this. But yesterday afternoon, a uh, a client of the Stansbury Show, show supporters, the Wake Auto family, had done a blood drive at their Mitsubishi dealership. Now I believe in giving blood because I'm fr- I'm afraid of needles, but it doesn't really hurt to like from when, when they put that in you. And I believe giving blood saves lives. I think they say every one donor you then end up supplying blood to four different people, um, which is great. It's an easy thing to do. It doesn't take very long. Doesn't hurt. So for me, that's a very easy charitable thing. Yeah, I mean, pretty low cost for you. Eat some cookies and drink that little can of juice that they give you. You're mm-hmm. gonna be fine. Um, just a side note: my dad is a uh, a, a a blood donating donating enthusiast. Is that um, right? Every every okay, opportunity okay. has, however long. I think it's 90 days between when you can do it. They told me yesterday I could do it again in October. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, he has yeah. it like down to a hey, this is when I'm going to give blood, and I mean gallons and gallons and gallons he's given. So just a side note there, and yeah. shout out to Wakeham. Yeah, dude, nice, dude, nice job out of Mike Fantone. I like yeah, gonna give him a little plug right there. So let's uh, let, let's give you a little state of uh, state of the union and how I'm doing physically. A little eight sets here. What up? Because, what do you uh, got here? Right. Well, they give you they they give you a blood pressure test, and you would think mine would be out of control because of all the negative eating that I've done my entire life. Mm-hmm. Turns out my blood uh, the blood pressure is one thirty two over 74 which a nurse told me is damn near perfect i would be more concerned about all the screaming you do as opposed to maybe maybe but okay all right i'm glad that you're not uh you're not doing bad there because honestly you're right i would kind of think that was a little bit uh, askew for you it's gonna be a thing 132 over 74 which they say is damn near perfect um and my pulse was around 77 and again they said that's pretty good all right I saw, so I don't know. So I'm feeling pretty good, right? <laughs> Dude, invincible at this point. So <laughs> he can't. He cannot die. So, th- so then. So then. So then. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm immortal. I'm the Highlander. This is essentially what's happening there. I'm the Highlander. So they uh, now they just bring like this big like RV thing out there, and that's why they do it. So they can do like six people at a time, right? So they have me in like this little like room in the back of the RV where they're doing this, and then they open the door and they say, "Okay, now you can go see one of them." All right. And I walk up. All right. And, dude, this woman that drew my blood yesterday, oh, my God. Okay. Like, oh, my God. Stansberry found maybe a future Mrs. X Stansberry right like a nine for sure. Light-skinned black girl. You know how your boy likes those. (laughs) You know how your boy likes those. Big, huge, huge fan. Big, huge fan. And literally, dude, I'm just sitting on that... On that goddamn bed that they're drawing my blood on, and I'm just in the back of my head. I'm trying to say things all the while listening to my inner voice of, "Dude, everything you say needs to be really super charming and really clever. Yeah. You be funny right now, dick." And I was like, the whole way, like before I went, I was like, "Ah, dude, I'm just going to give blood." I was like, "No, no, 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 dude, this is a client. Put some decent clothes on. Head up there. Make sure you look all right. Like, do that whole thing." Okay. And so, dude, thank God I was. Okay. Like, thank God I was. Stands where you're looking a little crispy. I like it. So, dude, this is the part where I have to be a little you know, facetious around a pretty serious subject. But like four people asked me yesterday when I told them the story, would you ask her out? Yeah. Did you? No. Because me too has swept through the country and I no longer feel comfortable asking women out while they're working. That is something I used to do all the time, but probably should not have been. And then <sighs> there I am yesterday, and I was kind of like, you could t- I couldn't tell what the situation was. So like I was talking to her enough mm-hmm. to find out she's got two teenage kids. 
but there's no ring. Okay. So I was like, well, I don't care. I mean, every dude, uh, most women that are old enough to date are going to have some kids. Yeah, dude, you're in your mid forties. Right. <laughs> like, That's going to happen. Most of their kids are like dude, out of high school. Twenty four year olds have have teenage kids. I mean, I just welcome to welcome to Star County, right? So like, that's the way that works. Okay. So like, I'm sitting there, and dude, the, there is something also about me and Scrubs. I know a lot of guys have this because a lot of women are in the medical field, so like, right. it's a, it's a very common thing. But there's something about a beautiful woman in Scrubs where I'm just like. Yes. There's something about, number one, it's a job with some sort of specialty to it. So you've obviously, like, applied yourself and, like, learned a trade and done something. Number two, you got a paycheck. Uh, and then number three, um, you're just used to, like, weird bodily fluids on you. And it's not that big of a deal when something gross happens. So I agree with you there that there's something about those scrubs. It's like, all right, girl. Corey's telling me the nurse that was lying to me, anything over 130 on your blood pressure will get you to fail a dot physical and you'd have to be put on meds to drive a truck. Well, it was not the nurse that took my blood yesterday who told me that. It was a nurse via Instagram when I posted it. And 120 over 80 is perfect, Corey. So I'm not sure 132 over 74 is that out of whack. I think you may be a little bit wrong on that one. I might not be able to work where you work, but if 120 over 80 is perfect and 132 over 74 for a guy who eats like I do, sleeps, doesn't sleep as like I, I do for the for the... For the lack of care, other than going to the gym that I have shown my body for 40 years, I think I'm doing pretty good. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be real. I mean, four months in the gym, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, it's not going to combat 35 years of eating poorly. Right. Exactly right. I, But, I mean, dude, I talked to multiple physicians after I left yesterday, and they told me, dude, like that is crazy good for a guy my age. So, I'm going to trust people who have a medical degree. I'm going to trust that. But I, dude... Fantona have not been able to stop thinking about this person since yesterday, but you can't do it anymore. Like you legitimately can't do it. So like I didn't know what the situation was, but I kept looking at her friend. You know how like you can tell like okay, you two are best friends at work, and I was you could kind of pick up like the facial cues between the two of them. Right. And like the friend was kind of looking at me like, dude, I think you might like you might have an in here, right? But I just didn't feel comfortable enough doing it because, dude, you just can't do that to women anymore. Because then I'm just, then what am I guilty of? What, I was nice to you, so now you think I want to have sex with you? God, the male ego and the male brain is just out of control. And I was like, dude, I can't have the bloggers after me. I just can't. I was going to say, but you did want to have sex with her. For sure, dude, why do you think I'm talking about her right now? This town's small. I know somebody knows her. As far as, like, hitting on women at work. Don't do it. I understand. I don't think you I do understand it. it's where you meet, you know, you meet people throughout your day-to-day routine, and a lot of them are going to be employees of a place. But they are forced to be nice to you in that minute. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I understand right. why from a woman's perspective, it's like, well, what do you want me to do here, dude? I have to be nice to you. I have to smile at you. I have to like, now, do this. Now, there was a moment where she was like, again, there's words like, I'm going to have to prick you or I'm going to have to stick you. Right. Okay. And she had said a couple of things and she just kind of looked at me and you could tell she was waiting for. For, like, the sick, like, pervy uh, joke. Well, yeah, because how many dudes out there exactly. on a regular basis? Exactly right. And I so I even said something about it. I was like, it, I said, what? And she goes, you're not going to. And I was like, oh, is that what guys do? I was like, do guys sit in here and, like, make like make jokes about, like, what, like, stabbing you because you're stabbing them? I was right. like, that. I was like, they make sex right. jokes about this? And she was like, every minute of the day. And I said to her cockily, I said, sweetheart, I'm actually funny. I was like, I'm not. I was like, I'm not going to waste your time with BS. Well, I guess you'll penetrate me, Kiki. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exactly, exactly the line exactly that's coming right. out right there. Exactly right. I say it all the time. What do I say all the time? Guys, get in their own way. Oh, on a regular basis, all the time. I understand 
where there's a lot of complexity here for you because number one, it is at work, and then number two, it's just not appropriate. Well, it's it, I don't feel like it's completely. I thought you were gonna yell at me. About no, this, no, no, no. I don't. Fe- I don't feel like it's like completely inappropriate because there's like, dude, there's your opportunity, and I I agree that like some of the concept of like. Well, you can never talk to another woman again. Like, okay, that's of course you're going to have to f- talk to people and, and find out if they're interested in you. But it is, it's just a delicate situation when it's a, you know, in that 15 minute I- interaction you have with her where she's taking your blood or she's checking you out at the grocery line. I don't know if that's the right place to do it. Yeah. I just, I just don't when you're on the clock. It's, it's just, it, well, because they're stuck there. Like, they're, can't st- do anything. They, they have to deal with you. <laughs> so, you're like, kind of putting somebody in a situation where they can't do anything but, like, pacify you. The only thing I would say is maybe at the end of it, once you guys were out of that moment, because if you if you did it while you were squeezing the ball and she was putting the needle in you, then yeah, because she literally has to be around you for the next five minutes or whatever, and it would be awkward after. Maybe after you had the cookies, had the juice drink, you know, whatever, like that, go back in. I and didn't even have like, the cookies. I tried to be tough. Oh, I was like, no, I'm not having the of the diet, hold sucking his belly in, like, yeah, girl, I'm out here. But then, but then at the last minute, I turned around and they had a package of like those, like, you know, um, crackers with the cheese in the middle. Right. And, dude, I'm a sucker for those. So I turned around and took like three packages of those, shoved them in my pocket. But yeah, man, she was something else. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man. Like, honestly, when I walked over to to where they do it, I was like, God, please let me get her. And sure enough, she shoved me right in there and just started shoving stuff in my arms. I was like, Dude, this could be my life. <laughs> this could be my life. Yeah, she was something else. I uh, Obviously, the Browns play tonight. We're going to get into that here in a little while. Also, Fantone's a little upset about something that's going on here in the building. <laughs> the building, the building, the building. I, uh, I, I can't believe it. I, uh, I, I thought he was lying to me, but he wasn't. So we'll get into that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I feel very, 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 very happy right now as more and more nurses have uh, have messaged me during the break and said, dude, that guy has no idea what he's talking about. Your blood pressure is totally fine. I was like, okay, thank God. Like, is, is there like a law of truck drivers? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe that's a thing where he worked. He told me 132 over 74. I couldn't work where he worked. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the laws of where he worked. But like 11 nurses during the break were like, dude, you are perfectly fine. Now, truck drivers, we love you. We appreciate you. The bread your 350 pounds snorting meth on the side of the road. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so like, come on. Now, look. Now, watch what happens now. As one woman whose like, husband is an over-the-road trucker heard me say that, and now it's going to be like, Stansberry's the worst dude ever. Just come on. Take a, take a couple of jokes. Oh, he's the worst everybody's, dude ever. Everybody's, gonna, everybody's fine. Relax. He's terrible. You're fine. You're not that butt hurt. You're fine. Now, as I tell you not to complain and bitch. Here it is. Wait now as I complain and bitch. Here it is. I thought Phantom was kidding. I come in this morning, and I've like flung the door open. And I said to him, I was like, dude, you want to hear how screwed up this place is? Because my head of sales yesterday left me hanging. I got ghosted by my head of sales yesterday. Yeah, I'll meet you there at 1230. I'm still waiting on him to show up. Never texted me, tell me he wasn't coming. Nothing. Thanks for the respect, dude. Thumbs up. Love it. So I come in here and I'm telling Fantone that story. And he goes, oh, buddy, just wait. Your day's about to get worse. And then he goes on to tell me, this information, and buddy, you might as well just tell all of them. And I know this sounds like, what, what are you guys complaining about? But the entire building has brand new appliances put in. And uh, I walked in this morning, and we got the new coffee machine. We're very excited about that. Yeah, we like that one. And, and, and I walk in, and I see this big, new, giant refrigerator. And I'm like, 
oh, that's different. It's silver. It's silver. shiny. It's obvious. Nice. It's obviously new. It's nice. And I look and I'm like, oh, there's a new dishwasher. There's a new microwave. Look at that. New garbage disposal even, dude. They really, uh, they're really doing this. And the thought, you know, crept into my mind here. Who's cooking here? Like, who's, who's cooking here? What well, do we need this for? What, where, where, where is this money coming from that we don't reportedly have? Yeah, so I, so, so I don't know what to make of this. Because one of two things is true. Okay. Either A, we have spent a ton of money redoing this stuff. A couple thousand bucks. A couple and thousand. For whom? For whom? Like 11 people work here. That's not a hyperbole. That's about what it is. I think it, it's under 20. So there's that, okay? Or B, we traded it out, right? which means we can acquire the clients as long as we don't put them next to you or I for some reason. Right. <laughs> like, so right. like that's really crazy. Right. So like I don't know how we did it. How do we do it? Either A, you have the money you always tell me that you don't have. Don't have that money. You guys can't have any because we don't have any. No, we can't <laughs> give you any money. We can't give you what you don't have. Or don't. B, this happened. Now, this is why I have an issue with it, right. okay? And this is the part that's going to get me in trouble with where I work. Okay. Let me tell the audience something that I cannot do from where I sit in a radio studio, okay? If I went to break right now, audience, it would be impossible for me to find a piece of audio at my position in the radio studio, edit it during the break and get it ready to go, and then play it from where I sit in the radio studio when we come back for break. Now, as I just said that to you, you thought to yourself in your car, there's absolutely no way that's true. Well, yeah, because, you know, you got to give a cook, you know, a grill to work with there. No. I mean, you got to do that, right? I promise you it's true. And maybe somewhere around the fifth year, we'll figure out how to get it done. You can't have a janitor without a mop, Stansberry. That wouldn't make any sense. You can't, what are you going to do? Get pissed at the guy for not doing his job? You didn't give him a mop. I don't care. Dude, put all new refrigerators in here. Give everybody their own <laughs> personal, like, dorm room refrigerator. I don't care. But at some point, you got to worry about the rooms where everything gets done, right? Yes, I would. I, at some point, I would hope. I would hope. And at this point, it's to, like, dude, putting a new refrigerator in here is creating new Coke. Bitch, old Coke was awesome. Just <laughs> update the, the the ad campaign. What are you doing? To me, it feels like we're rearranging the furniture on the Titanic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like all of a sudden, dude, things are going down, but somebody's like, no, no, we got to make sure the hors d'oeuvres are being served. You know what's not still. fair about that analogy is, is that, that this place is not the Titanic. Actually, dude, honestly, financially, this building's doing really, really well. Okay. And so, like, it's not necessarily. Uh, let me help you pull it out of the fire a little bit. <laughs> so, like, you, I, I don't necessarily. No, if that's the right analogy, but I take your point in the sense of basically what Fantone's trying to tell you is our priorities may be a little out of way. A little askew. Little there askew. we go. Okay. Now that's a fair assessment. So, okay. This gives me optimism though. And this is a, a, an appliance related issue that I'm having in my life right Watch now. Watch now as you see the differences between the two of us. As, as you find optimism in this and I just hate it. Well, here's the thing though is, okay, so we have the capabilities to get this done. Either, either like you said, they spent money that we're always told they don't have. Right. Or they traded it out, which is a very real possibility you know hey appliance company will give you x amount of advertisement you give us y amount of of of, of appliances and we'll make that deal for you hey this is stansbury four so your boy works, your right. boy matt fantone currently rocking the clothesline dude and i need to first of all know how white trash that is from you because my dryer busted over the weekend and i am now stuck with like all right i if i want to do this laundry so like with a line in the backyard with a line it? in the backyard i don't have an issue with that you don't i'm shocked dude i thought for sure that was 
was going to be judgment from you. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. No, no, no. Do you know how many people listen to us have to do that? Like, I will judge you, well, but you know how many- <laughs> dude, shut the mics off, and I'm going to judge the crap out so of you. So I've gotten to this point where I'm now, like, hanging my underwear out in the backyard. And so I'm like, all right. Bro, we- what are you doing? Do you know there's weirdo phantom freaks out there that are going to steal the drawers? <laughs> And smell them, dude. They're, they're really clean. Me. I got the address, home. And dude, it's underwear that's ten years old, bro. Oh, I haven't bought, God. I haven't bought oh, new God. underwear in forever. So, so with that being said, I believe that it's like okay, dude. Dryer busted. All right. Okay. You guys can get this done for me now, right? No. You think it's happening? No. No, it's not happening. Dude, the guy told me he was going to meet me someplace yesterday at twelve thirty. Never showed up. Never told me he wasn't coming. Just left me there. Just like left, dude. For all I, dude. For all he knows, I'm still, still sitting there, there. Sad, just still waiting. sitting there waiting on him. But yeah, no, no, don't worry about that. So no, buddy, I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Now, do I see us both being like sat down, and talked to you a little bit today, and told maybe do prep more things for the show, stop bitching about the company? <laughs> Absolutely. Do I believe that's happening today? One hundred percent for sure, I do. If you want to check out the new refrigerator, I have no idea why you would. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. We, re- we recorded the video that my boss is going to hate. That's up there for you right now. More Stansberry Show right around the corner, though. Yes, hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas. Get you out of here for nice. uh, the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Need that, dude. Justin Timberlake playing it. Sean, Steve, and Sam Mendez oh. all going to be there. All three Mendez brothers. <laughs> all three of them. Are they the ones who killed their parents in the 80s? Is that Me- what I know? That's Menendez, oh, right? son of a bitch. No, yeah. Sean, Steve, Sam Mendez. All of them. All, right. all three of them there. I couldn't figure that guy's name out to save my life yesterday. That guy, he's 20. Couldn't figure out that kid's name at all yesterday. Sam Hunt, I think, is what you were getting mixed up there. Sean Menendez and Sam Hunt. I think you... I, I, I may have done that. Skinner's going to be there. Childish Gambino's going to be there. You know who else is going to be there? Fleetwood Mac, a band I love. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd love to go to that. As a matter of fact, now Fleetwood Mac has Mike Campbell from the Tom Petty band playing lead guitar for them. And I love Mike Campbell. I've said it a million times. I think he's the most underrated guitar player in the history of music. All right. I have here, and again, I always, do Fantone and I will argue about this kind of stuff off the air all the time. And... It's because, and ironically, I think the audience would have our position switched on this. Okay. Is that my, my argument on this is, I, I think, comes from the fact that I like to give people too much credit. Where you are like, dude, people, dude, you're giving people too much credit. You, dude, of course people are doing this stuff. Okay. And if you normally listen to us, you would think that that would be the other way around. That I would be a little bit more pessimistic on the human being and you know you'd be a little bit more open to it but these are things people are not doing after sex and that you should be doing okay and this all to me sounds like yeah duh or well duh but every time we'll discuss it and fanton i'm sure is going to have points where it's like dude you mean to tell me people you you don't think people and i'm always surprised and my guess is that if you're not doing some of this especially if you're a man after having sex with your partner, this might these might be some of the reasons why you're not having as much sex as you would want. One of the things they say here is stay in bed and cuddle after having sex. Okay? Yeah. Despite what you might think about women these days and how they, you know, will sleep around like men and this and that, I would say that by and large, that most women still want an emotional connection to come along with their sex. Don't most men. I mean, honestly, isn't it a little bit better at least 
If you're asking me the question of if I've ever felt used as somebody left my house immediately ever having sex with me, the answer is yes. And even if it's not like, hey, this is a full-term relationship, I'm not saying that like as soon as you have sex, oh my God, we're in love with each other. No. But there is something about that intimacy of like nakedness together. Not just and, like, get off me. Right. Yeah, there's something nice about that. It would be nice to feel, to feel as if like I like you outside of what just happened here a little bit. Like that, that, that this wasn't the sole, the only purpose for you to be here. That that would probably be a better way to go for you to make your partner feel well, and especially 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 if that is your partner i mean okay it's a one night stand and you're like oh my gosh i hate myself for doing this i guess but dude if you're in a relationship and you're not giving some sort of aftercare when you guys get done having sex no wonder she feels distant from you not of course it's like the mat on the floorboard of the car all of a sudden the oil change was worth the money because right. you're not going to get your right. floor mats dirty on the way home right it's kind of like that they say after sex it's important to clean up after yourselves especially the the sex toys get them wiped down clean them down and i would have to imagine that that's probably a typical problem right like there you are you're kind of having the sex kind of use the toy now you're not next thing you know you're done ah throw it in the box and then you're done and it's like that would be gross well the only thing i'll say about that is i don't expect that to happen like immediately after sex but like before you use it again for sure like that's kind of where that line so is for me. You would be okay using said sex toy going to sleep before it's <laughs> going to sleep. That's probably too long. But like I want it clean before my bef- eyes close. Before you're night. going before it's going you know put put away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you're gonna forget to do it. You will. Like, are you going to go to work all day the next day and be like, Jesus, you know what I got to clean today? That feels like a making the bed thing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that next morning you would be like, all right, Dude, I, def- I definitely have to take care of that. What kind of household you got? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they say check in. After you have sex, uh, there's things you should be doing, like an emotional component, they say here. They say, uh, like, dude, people get caught up in porn. It's like, yeah, dude, they have sex, and then, like, like the end. But, dude, in the end, they, they basically want you doing, like, a post-game recap. What was good, what was not, what, what did we like, what we didn't like. And I'm telling you right now, I thought, when I read this, this was the one thing on the list that I felt for sure. I was like, okay, I bet people are not doing this. You really have to weigh how you're doing this. I agree that an open line of communication with your sexual partner is going to lead to better sex. In a relationship, I would, I would, I would fight for this. I would be careful doing this with somebody that you don't, that doesn't care about your feelings. Right. I mean, if you just finish and then you're like, "Well, here's my notes," that's going to come across very poorly. Nah, as you're kind of like just kind of laying there, be like, you know what I mean? How I would do this if it were me. Is if I were laying there and I I would just it, I would say to that person you know what I really liked like Jesus was that cool like right. he, like dude next time we're at it, like that was cool like so what was there something you might want more out of me I would do that that's compliments not complaints though there's yes. there's the difference but I would start with that much like I always say about my boss when you go in there and yell at me dude give me something I did right first like soften the blow you know he never will he just wants to beat up on you but at the end of the day like that's how you should do that I would soften the blow there. Um, they say use the bathroom do- uh, immediately after sex. Obviously, you clean out your lines there, and that, that helps prevent from STIs and like that kind of stuff. Helps keep you cleaned out. I um I couldn't not go pee after I had sex. I, I there's just no possible way that I'm just going to flop out, p- passed out at that point. No <laughs> way. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's an essential like yeah, I was with, say. within like the first like five minutes post orgasm. I'm like, all right, I got to go pee. Yeah. And then and then, dude, I'm out. I'm done. But there's there's no way I could skip peeing. Yeah, I'm probably pretty much the same way. This is another one where I was like, are you kidding me? People aren't doing this. Offer your partner refreshments when you're done. Something to drink. 
guys, do you mean to tell me you're bringing women home or you're dating your girl, some whoever, and you're just having sex with somebody, you get up to go to the bathroom somewhere, and you're not at least off? I mean, dude, are you that selfish? You're that selfish? And I mean, when you know you're going to have sex, dude, take some water upstairs. You know what I mean? Like, that's the easy way to do it. Like, you should, I mean, be a pro about that. All right, before we continue to move on with these. Right. What's the best after-sex beverage? Uh, I'm probably going to go with water. With I feel water. like I'm dehydrated. I feel like, you know, I'm just famished. So Now, this is not a every relationship thing with me, but I had an ex-girlfriend who got, like, this was her thing after sex, and she kind of got me addicted to it, and it sounds so crazy, but grape Kool-Aid is, like, the jam after sex. That was, like, our thing. It's like, dude, we would, we, would, we would just have sex all night, and then we would drink, like, a gallon of grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to answer the question okay. on all of your minds. Yes, I was poor. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, dude, we also had ramen for dinner, so I'm not sure it was really about the sex here. They say another thing that you should do after sex is discreetly dispose of the condom. They say most guys don't even consider this at all. But as a woman, she says, I can tell you a lot about a man, the way he disposes of his condoms. She's like, taking it off is not sexy. She's like, no. so what you should never do is take it off and immediately toss it on the floor. <laughs> Guys, what kind of dirt bag are you? Uh, a dirt bag, I guess, in your, you early, in, your early, in your early 20s, I guess, because my story about this is I can remember I was, I was having sex with this chick that lived in Kent, and she kind of lived in a crappy college house or whatever, but I can remember taking it off and throwing it against the wall. Dude. Okay, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I forget we're talking to, like, 19-year-old idiots, too, so yeah, if dude, if you're 19, don't do that. You're a moron. You are a moron. You're a yeah. moron. Don't flush it either. I, dude, that's just it. I think boys do that. I'm not sure a man does that. Like, I think boys Well, especially not a man that lives there. You're right. (laughs) Right. This woman says, take the condom off, wrap it in some toilet paper, and discreetly tuck it into the wastebasket. I think that's... She's like, nobody needs to see a condom in in the garbage bag. It's like, well, dude, how long is the garbage bag going to be in your house? Like, you should be taking your garbage out every 72 hours, too, lady. Like, what the hell's the matter with you? She also says this, and I've never done this. Never once have I done this. She said, you need to tie off the top of the condom before you throw it out. I... That way it doesn't leak in the trash can. You well, know what I, I mean? Well, it's leaking in the trash can. Well, when you pick up the trash bag. I and got then a bag in there. Well, and then there's, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I'm tying that off before I, I yank it out of the house. Maybe she's doubting the the bag's capabilities there. The well, last thing you want to do is have that dude, all over the house. Well, I grew up with, with commercials, so it's hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> it's like that, dude, that's, that's the way. Dude, advertising works on me, man. That's the way it works. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roll Holt Vision. Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rowhold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rowhold Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RowholdVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. About an hour from now, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get you hooked up with your keyword around 8. Tonight, however, the Browns in action at the New York Giants. Obviously, everybody excited. We're going to get our first uh, our first sighting of Baker Mayfield tonight, I would imagine. And I can't wait. I'm pretty excited to see this kid, you know, this kid in game action. Obviously, I, you know, I saw him play at Oklahoma. I watched the Ohio State game, obviously. So I've seen that. But now he's ours. And now he's at the head of this of this team. And so I want to see how that looks. But I think this is going to be, dude, this is where preseason, especially for bad teams, is a problem. 
is because the coverages are all vanilla, and nobody throws anything at you, and now Baker Mayfield's going to look like a world beater, and now here comes the quarterback problem. And I know what Hugh's saying. I know what Dorsey is saying, but you can't tell me that there's not going to be pressure to play Baker Mayfield before they really want to, right? Well, there's definitely. I mean, the pressure already exists. I mean, but I would hope to think. We live in a real, this is a weird world. When I was growing up in the NFL, a backup quarterback would have never had the balls to have a reality show while the starting quarterback does not. That that would have been considered to be one of those things that you just don't do. That you wait your turn. But the the internet has made everybody not want to wait their turn. Nobody waits their turn anymore. And so everybody's the man. My timeline says I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a Hall, My timeline says it. Like so, like nothing. Nobody waits there, and that's why. Honestly, that's why. Honestly, that's why a lot of players aren't as good as they used to be. It's 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 part of the issue. Now, his show, they're not, all the way up. I, I thought I thought it was next level behind Baker. Is what I see it. I've every time I've watched it on Fox Sports, it's been listed as all the way up. Does he? So it's a full half hour show on Fox Sports because yeah. his website here, he's got these nine minute like, hey, this is my no. episode one, episode two, episode three. I think he's showing you highlights of that. I've okay. watched thirty minute episodes on okay. Fox Sports, and I've only seen the two, but. We're going to see Baker Mayfield in action tonight, and I can't lie. I've never been more excited about a preseason maybe ever than right now. Even last year when they went 4-0. But we're going to see. Is this is this the guy? Now, again, the defenses are going to be vanilla. But if the game's too fast for him, you, I think you'll be able to see that really fast. Now, Sal Palantonio, I believe, was the guy who tweeted out last week, dude, people are lying to you. Baker Mayfield's so much closer to Tyrod Taylor than people are saying he looks like a 10-year starter right now. Wow. That's a hell of a thing to say. But Sal Palantonio has been around camps, what, the last 30 years? That's a lot to say, dude. It really is. It's a man. mouthful. And you would think, you know, Sal Pal, I mean, a reputable enough dude in the NFL. You're just putting a lot of in a lot, a lot into that statement right there. And you're right, man. Something about that does not, I don't know, it feels it feels like a, like a hollow like like hollow to me or something. It, well, it feels like what we need to do is give these people some hope. And like I said the other day, ESPN, stick to politics. You know what I mean? Don't talk to me about my quarterback. Stick to politics. That's the lane you guys want to be in. Be in that lane. What else are you excited to see tonight? I think more than anything, um, I want to see Miles Garrett. I feel like last year, it was just such a piss poor season. It was easy to overlook anything positive. And I think his development in his sophomore season and and what he's capable of doing. One of the things I really liked on Hard Knocks was when he was talking to Willie McGinnis. Me too. And, uh, yeah, and, I like and, that. And, and they were just kind of, you know, doing the football guy stuff, talking about how diversity, and that's really something I look for in him, is like, do you take that next step? Does the game slow down for you? Are you able to impact in ways that you weren't necessarily able to next year. So I think he's kind of the thing I will have my eye on tonight and honestly kind of throughout the season is like what what happens here. For me, it's all about the offensive line. Because if that's not right, nothing else can be right. Like you got to get that offensive line right. And dude, you just lost a first ballot Hall of Famer on that line. And Joe Thomas was a rock. And you can't tell me that you can just lose a guy like that and everything's going to be all right. So, like, I know they got good replacements. I know they got, dude, everybody told, but everybody told me last year that, that, that the Browns' offensive line was going to be the second best offensive line in the league, which was crazy. Which was crazy. You weren't better in Dallas. I mean, there were, a, dude, there were, there were 10 offensive lines in the league last year better than the Browns, probably more. So 
So I'm very interested to see the line because if that line's not good, then you never put Baker in this year. Then you never do it. Then I don't want him in there until it is good. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens tonight. Now, is 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 uh, Callaway, is he making the trip or is he going or do we have like a confirmation of that? That I don't officially know. I have not seen that. My guess is no, right? I mean, you just got arrested. Now they released him. But yeah, I was going to say, is that necessary? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the NFL runs that. My guess is if you've had a run-in, I mean, it's not a traffic ticket. It's not like a speeding ticket. That'd be one thing. Is he dressing? Uh, traveling to game, hearings rescheduled, dash cam reveals, ammo and gun strap in cars. So, like, I don't know. This just seems like more and more of a train wreck as more and more stuff comes out about it. Well, so. his lawyer's now saying we're going to contest the marijuana charge, which, of course, welcome to lawyers. That's why you pay lawyers is because they, 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 they know how to contest stuff. Right. But, but at the end of the day. The weed was in the car. Right. Correct. Yes. And the gun or gun well, parts I mean, were in the car. Weed should be illegal. I know. I'm the guy that says it every day on the radio show. The problem is, is that weed's not legal, especially in this state. And especially, I mean, you got a suspended license. So, like, I don't know. I, Even if it's legal in California, NFL players aren't allowed to do it. You've got so many things that are just, like, going against this now. At this point, it just feels like more and more of a cluster F. I agree. I agree. And they traded up to get the kid, which is the most... It's just, I, I want to call it unlucky, but there are people who are going to say to me, what do you mean unlucky? Like, there was a thousand red flags on this kid, and they did it anyway. That's not unlucky. That's dumb. And you did it with a history of having a guy like this, too. I mean, you've had you, a super talented dude, but incapable of staying out of his own way. So, like, there, me once, right? there is a little bit of, like, I have a hard time. You're dealing with that set of issues, and then you bring somebody else in with the exact same set of issues. Like, I, once again, now, if this wasn't a football team, if this was if this was somebody complaining about the dating pool, you'd be like, well, what's the common denominator between you. all those losers? You. I would agree. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, want to see what comes out of Juice tonight, too? Yeah. Landry, yeah. want to see what happens with that? Because, you know, he was a big star of Hard Knocks the other night. I didn't really love that motivational speech as much as everybody else. I mean, it's not like I hated it or anything. It was good. But, like, I don't know. People were fawning over that. And, again, Browns fans just look for anything to be excited about. And that's what that whole thing is. And any other team, that, that speech would have been nothing. I saw somebody tweet this yesterday, and I think it was a really good point, is that teams have a, or fan bases have a very hard time of remembering that when their team is on Hard Knocks, it's not a documentary. It's a TV show. Right. That is true. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not a documentary. It's a TV show. And there's a little bit of how much are these guys putting so on true. because they know that camera's right there right. and probably a considerable amount, right? At least somewhat, dude. You know you're going on HBO. Well, if you don't think in the back of his mind at least a little bit, Jarvis Landry's like, I want every coach in the league to see me be this guy. Right. You're crazy. That's right. exactly what that is. And, 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 and so you take that where dudes are putting on at least somewhat. Now, I think they still are who they are. Just like, you know. A, you, well, you forget some Sometimes that they're there and stuff like that, sure. But also, it's like how much editing is going into this to make it look a interesting. Lot. How a much lot. of this is drawing in, you know, the fan base in Arizona as opposed to the fan base of Northeast Ohio. Exactly right. It has to be appealing to all time zones. Exactly right. And whatever happens tonight, Browns fans, calm down. Whether it's great or whether it's terrible, the Browns went 4-0 in the preseason last year. And, dude, people's Browns directions were raging. I can just remember, dude, it was just orange and brown everywhere. People, it's like, guys, it's the preseason. You have to calm down. Whatever happens tonight outside of the first two series literally does not no, matter. It doesn't matter. What the score is at the end of the game, doesn't matter. it does not Nothing matter. matter. Nothing it, it really matters. Matter. I want to see how the offensive line plays together as a unit, and I'm interested to see how Baker Mayfield goes through his his progressions. I'm interested to see how he checks his you know his targets. I'm those two things. Outside of that, I really don't care. 
The guy hit me up earlier today. He was like, you know, I watched that episode of Hard Knocks for the first time yesterday. Four minutes into it, I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. I don't know what episode you were watching, bro. They look like a complete disaster train wreck throughout the entire episode. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. About a half hour now, getting you hooked up with that trip out to Las Vegas. Two nights stay out in Vegas. Also send you to back-to-back nights of awesome shows. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll get you out of town. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll give you your next keyword. Um, I was reminded of something via my uh, your Facebook page over the memories, and this is totally true. And uh, I love summer. Don't want to see summer end. Okay? Obviously, as a golfer, I love the nice weather. But there's something about summer that I absolutely hate. All right. And it's flip-flops. I'm not a fan. I don't like the way they look. And more importantly, I hate the way they sound. Hey, the sound of meth teeth. Now for your feet. Fantastic. Ugh, dude, it's just so annoying. And I was reminded of it because somebody in the building's like wearing flip-flops right now. And it's just that sound is so annoying. It's like it's like the same thing as like when I was a kid, my mom would like smack her gum. Like she was one of those. Like she'd pop and smack her gum. And it was like, God, you hillbilly. Stop doing that. <laughs> you're my mother. I don't want people to know you're white trash. What is the matter with you? Stop doing that. Dad and I have standards. What the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, I hate that. I hate all that stuff. I don't get flip-flops. So I saw Dorsey walking down the hallway the other night on, on Hard Knocks. I was like, oh, dear Christ. And then Bill Belichick was here for the Hall of Fame, and he was wearing flip-flops. With khakis, dude. With khakis. Well, Belichick's a known bad dresser. Yeah. Like he's a, I mean, it's like it's a well-known thing. He's a bad dresser. Yeah, but khakis with flip-flops. That wasn't good look. That was not a no, good not look. A good that look. was bad even for him. Yeah. So it turns out there are things you're doing right. that are ruining your erection. We were talking about what to do after sex earlier. Now it's like, well, make sure you're doing some maintenance before sex to make sure that your, uh, well, that your penis will work the way you want it to. Okay. There are things that will ruin your erection. Soy being a big one. Uh, every vegan's favorite meal, obviously, um, but it does have estrogen-like properties in it, and that is going to take out your testosterone. It's going to wipe. It's going to wipe at least a part of it out. Again, this isn't me. This is from a study from the Harvard Medical School. So you don't get to be like, well, no, because it's Harvard. Like that's like the gold standard of education. A little soy won't kill your libido, but a soy heavy diet, they say, think multiple daily meals that include it. Meaning, if your girlfriend's on you about having more soy in your diet, we got to get you not eating this. We got to got not get you know got to get you not eating that. Then no, actually, you don't want to do that. A big part of the problem is is that soy is often included in foods that you're not necessarily looking at, at it. Much like sugar. Where like I know people are like, well, I don't eat soy, but and you it's do. Like, but you do. But and you it's, do. And right. I mean, dude, you look at like soybeans, and certainly I'm not trying to put it, but like that's one of the biggest crops in the country, and it's not all going into like, well, we're gonna make tofu with it. No, it's 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 in processed foods. That's a big part of the problem. I oh, think. for sure. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's in a lot of things. Um, but too much of it can hurt your erection. Um, 
You know what I mean? And that's why, dude, I got to tell you, I, I stay away from, I, like, I was big into, like, the alternative milks for a while and, like, all that kind of stuff. But, dude, I stay away from that kind of stuff. Like, dude, genetic engineered food. Like, again, people want to want to demonize the meat industry. We talked about my blood pressure earlier this morning. They always blame meat for your for blood pressure. Again, my nurse told me, she's like, you're right where we want you blood pressure wise. I eat meat about five times a week. Seriously. My diet has red meat in it five times a week. Quit being afraid of red meat. It's nothing to be afraid of. Spending time indoors. They say it can negatively affect your erection. Vitamin D plays an important role in testosterone production. Fail to get enough of it from sun exposure in your diet, and your uh, testosterone levels can plummet. You see a lot of this on TV. Uh, old athletes are always shilling pills that promise to, you know, more free testosterone. And the free testosterone is the easy one to get. We give you the real testosterone. There's always like a thousand. Jose Canseco is always telling you about it. Testosterone extreme right there. Okay. Exactly right. But they say, uh, honestly, spending more time outside, just getting more more natural sunlight, vitamin D. And I can tell you from experience, as I'm getting a little bit older, in golf season, things are a little bit better because yeah. I'm outside more. In vitamin D production that happens within your body, different than a vitamin that you would actually take with vitamin D. So I, I, I definitely buy into I that. Would, I would agree with that. I think, that. You, I think you got a twofold going on there. Not only is your body producing more vitamin D, and then therefore you can give the D a little bit better. Um, I think you're also you go outside and you're going to feel better about life. You're going to feel a little less stressed out about things. You're going to feel a little bit more confident about who you are as a person. Your theory being that a lot of erectile dysfunction just comes from anxiety issues yeah. and not feeling great. Yeah, and, and you're in your own head and you're worried about 12 different things all at once and when your wife finally tries to have sex with you you're you know you're worried about all this crap in your life a physician once did tell me that a lot of erectile dysfunction he was going to put it at around 65 percent 65 percent was all mental especially the younger down you are now if you're 65 years old you're probably on the other side of that 65 percent it's mental right, right right if you're yeah I, I would agree with that. Pounding too much pavement can prevent you from uh, from getting the erection you're looking for. Running 40 or more miles each week could drop your T levels by 17%. Jeez. Good thing about that. We're in Stark County, dude. <laughs> That's not too much of a problem. Man. Yeah, dude, but I run 40 miles a week easy. Like, easily. Wait, is that right? Yeah. I mean, well, all right. I, uh, let me stay away from saying the word easy. But I, there are more than... Uh, more than average, I'll run more than 40 miles a week, though. Like, that can happen. If I'm, if I'm really heavy on my workouts, I'm definitely doing that. All right, I'll take a, take a choice in that. As a matter of fact, I've heard this before, that less cardio, more weightlifting, better for the penile region. That the, the more weight you're lifting, the stronger you get your body, the more the blood is pumping and like that. Now, I, again, you can read a thousand articles. Everybody can dispute everything, but, like, that's what I've heard. Um, another thing that you is going to hurt your erection, a baby in your bedroom. They say snoozing in close proximity to your newborn. Um, if they're in your bedroom, it lowers your overall testosterone production 7% or more out of Notre Dame is where that study was done. Jeez. Now, I would have thought, again, this was going to be more mental over the fact that, dude, that's my kid right there. Why am I going to do this right in front of my kid? Like, that's where I would have an issue. Probably probably a little bit of, of both there where I would certainly think there's some mental block to it. But truth be told, I mean, for a vast majority of humanity, people were living in one dwelling houses. You know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily know if like... It, 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 but like when it comes down to it, that's a fair point. When you when you have a child, I'm sure there is something that. Well, it's a lot like once you have a kid, you look at your wife differently. Right. I was gonna say there's something yeah. there's something there where it's just you know you you, you process things a little differently. There. Grocery receipts also uh, you know hurt your erection there. They say the thermal paper and ink used for most supermarket receipts contain a high level of uh, of a BPA. A lot of the stuff they want to tell you, no, we no longer really? have that in plastic. Really, but it's a, a it, but it is a chemical that increases your body's production of the female hormone estrogen. 
And that estrogen boost, along with some other BPA-triggered hormonal changes, harms your, uh, whoa, yeah, not allowed to say that word there. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a problem. I mean, I don't know how long or how often you would have to be like, what are you rubbing the CVS receipt all over yourself? But like, but okay, that's something I never would have thought of. Here's another one, and I'm always demonizing it. I'm always demonizing it. Stay away from sugar, consuming sugar, whether it's a slice of cake or a can of soda. They say upticks your blood's glucose level, which stimulates the release of the hormone insulin. Now, this is where diet soda is really, where diet soda is really, really interesting. Diet soda is actually way worse for you than regular soda. If you're going to drink soda at all, drink regular soda. Diet soda is terrible for you. It's one of the worst things you can put in your body. And it's because it was designed to give you that non-calorie effect. But the problem is, is that you've now tricked your brain into thinking that that's real sugar. And so it just releases the insulin into your body. There's a whole Dr. Rhonda Kilpatrick did an awesome video on it. You can find her online. Her podcast is fantastic. She's really, really smart. And uh, she's all about the dietary stuff. As I'm, you know, I got a sack full of food in front of me today because I forgot my <laughs> I forgot my breakfast. But, you know, that's the way that goes. But dude, sugar, I've been saying it for months. It's your number one enemy. If you're worried about losing weight, cut the sugar. It's the number Number one source of why you feel like crap and why you cannot lose weight. Yeah, I think whether you're having problems with your D, with your your brain, with your gut, with whatever you have going on in life, I think a better diet would obviously help us out for, yeah, for sure. I can tell you 100% guaranteed speaking from experience. Absolutely. Cleaning up your diet will help your sex life for sure. The last one to avoid, and it's because there's so much sugar in it, booze. Stay away from the alcohol if you're worried about erectile problems. Well, especially if you're doing it as like, hey, you know, need a shot of courage before I get in there and try to have sex with my wife. Like, yeah, dude, if you're if you're relying on alcohol, and I had a friend say this to me once, and I can't remember how old we were, probably in our mid-20s, and he's like, dude, I don't remember the last time I had sober sex. If you're depending on alcohol to get you to that point, you you got problems, man. I think there's a, yeah, I don't disagree, but I think there's a very big difference between two drinks to loosen up and relax. You know what I mean? Versus like, let's get hammered so I don't remember any of this. That to me screams, what's going on in your life that you feel that dirty about having sex? But going out for two drinks to, you know what I mean, to loosen up before, you know what I mean, before you guys go home and do that. I don't think there's a problem with that. Again, it's like anything else. It's all about moderation, how much of what you're doing. But stay away from the booze. Stay away from the sugar. It's going to negatively affect your penile region. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas. Get you out of Ohio for a few days. Put you up. Send you to back-to-back nights of killer shows. Justin Timberlake. Sean, Steve, Sam Mendez. All mm-hmm. part of that. All three of them there. You didn't know the Mendes were, were, were a threesome, did you? Yeah. Learn something new every day. Imagine Dragons, Jack White. All part of that, too. Yeah, we'll send you. Eight o'clock. Can't wait. I have long said that what the internet does, it's the over-examination machine. And I've really been searching for like two weeks as the, as the best way to say that. And really, what I came up with yesterday is this is what the internet, and especially what Twitter does, is it removes the smoke and mirrors of establishment. And then you get to see how all the sausage is made with everything. We're all involved in everything. Everybody can see behind the scenes of everything, and everybody's got access to everything, and everybody can comment on everything. And ultimately what we're seeing is the destruction of things that we have held time-honored in this country because we're getting the opinion of everybody and your first opinion on everything is kind of like, ho-hum, and so then people then rethink the wheel over what you're tweeting. It's a little crazy. 
But what, what the internet does is remove the smoke and mirrors of how things get done. We're seeing the demystification of the political structure in this country. I maintain, I don't think Donald Trump's the first president to be who he is, but he's definitely the first president of who we're getting at that much access to while being that guy. We've had other versions of him before this, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at how much society has changed from this, and of course the system was, you know, the political system was going to kind of follow shortly there, and you, I mean, even if you just look back at the last three presidents from George W., Obama, who's kind of the transition into Trump, like yeah, it's it's it, you're right. There's 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 been that pulling back of the curtain on him. It, there, we have did we have demystified the office, which I'm not sure is good. Okay, now I'm not going to go all political here. Um, I I know what people are thinking. Well, wait, we need to see what's going on. And okay, maybe there's an argument for that. But look, all that's happening right now is all we're doing is screaming at one another. Sunlight, the best disinfectant. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I normally like that theory. I do, but, but I do worry about some of the over-examination. Not, not necessarily with the presidency, but like other things in this country. It's like, dude, it's like you're going too far down these rabbit holes, and we then we, and then again, what do we do? Is this right? Should it be this way? And it's like, well. First of all, if you don't come to those kind of natural questions on your own without being spurred by retweets, then you're not the person that should be asking those questions. I um I, I, I definitely agree with with points of what you're saying, and I don't think you're you're far off base. My kind of thought is is that the problem with it isn't so much that we're like pulling the curtain back. The problem is is that once we pull the curtain back, we treat everything as the same size, and that's where it's like. Okay, Give people an example of what you mean. Like I, I like I don't have a problem like 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 showing like oh hey corruption within the political system, but when you turn it into every single thing that the president does on a on a on an hour to hour minute to minute basis everything kind of loses it's like the things that you should truly be outraged about or upset about or You're thinking not. about well you are but it feels the same as something that's inconsequential and like all right dude yeah like, i mean i had said about him two months ago right that 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 the left has turned donald trump into kaiser sose you've made him a bigger villain than he actually is and once once you start once you start screaming once you become the boy who cries wolf there's all nobody this, listens to you right there's all of a sudden like well why aren't you listening to me scream and it's like well you've been screaming this whole time and so I believe that Twitter, especially, but social media is removing old standards and establishments. I still I talked about this with T.O. in the Hall of Fame, right? That I felt like more and more guys are going to start to do that because they don't longer, you no longer care about the establishments because now these people have direct access with their fans. And I've been saying it. My fans say I'm a Hall of Famer. I think you're going to see less and less guys start to care about establishments. And the Oscars are now going through this. Now, I don't care about award shows at all. Like, not even a lick. Right. And I can't believe that we have in this country as long as we have. And again, I believe that social media is one of these things and the award shows are a part of this establishment that are going to be taken down by this stuff over the over examination. This is what I'm talking about here. But now at the Oscars, I guess, say they're going to do. They announced this yesterday. They're creating an award, Fantone, for the outstanding achievement in popular film. Okay. now they have not. Yet specified what would qualify as popular, but apparently now the blogosphere is already calling this the popcorn Oscar, and what they're thinking is this is a reaction to superhero blockbusters like Black yeah. Panther and like um uh, what's the other one I hate Avengers uh, Infinity War yeah. right that stupid movie <laughs> the movies I haven't seen yeah I haven't seen it I have but I know it's dumb I haven't seen the WWE in ten years I know that's dumb. Like that's, I mean, that's, I mean, w w welcome to it. But so what they're saying now is, is that those films don't necessarily fall under best picture. 
Because when you go watch those movies, they are just a fun roller coaster ride. But make no mistake, no art form is being done there. You're just CGIing explosions. It's just a fun ride. Nobody's acting out of their shoes in those movies. Yeah, and I think there has to be a difference between like most popular and best. Well, I right? well, I don't know if there needs to be a difference. I think what what's happening here, and I know I spent the first half setting this up about how this is bad, but if you're the Oscars, really, I think these award shows have never really cared about Middle America. That that is, you know, you always hear that about with the political structure, but I don't think the Oscars care about Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio. I think that they are coastal biased things because what do we consume? Middle America, Avengers. You don't watch Shock a lot. You don't watch that. Coastal cities watch that. They maybe and maybe even them. But Middle America watches Black Panther. You watch Infinity War. You watch Batman movies. This is who you are. Remember, this is like what a guy who closed his business down in Canton said. He's like, dude, they don't want a fine dining restaurant. They want ribs. That's what they want. He's like, so I shut it down and I gave him ribs. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe the dude, if that's what they want, that's what they want. And so I think, honestly, the Oscars are adapting themselves and going, you know what? We need the slack jaw crowd. We need sling blades. We need them. Yeah, I, I think they're just a, you know, is, is best picture going to remain like, hey, this was on multiple levels. You know, this was the most artistic. This was the best acted. This was like all those things matter. I mean, the art production was so good. All of those things matter. Yeah. But like we've said about bands a million different times, dude, you can point out these like, well, dude, this is the most technically sound band on the face of the planet and like if you guys don't play this you guys suck and it's like well dude yeah but but we're playing the red hot chili peppers because that's what people want to eat let, it is let me tell you the let me tell you the problem the oscars are going to have next year okay let's say let's say black panther 2 comes out okay and they give that kid the lead actor i don't know his name all right if they give that guy let's be respectful they give that guy best actor in a popular film it's gonna be the oscars are racist because they wouldn't give him the best actor for the best overall film. Should it be two different shows? Should it be like the popular show and then the best show? We tried that. It was called the MTV Movie Awards. And, uh, and But you know what? Maybe a more average American award show and a little less preaching to me on the stage about how you're right and we're all wrong about everything Hollywood. That's really what's wrong with that. That's really what's wrong with those award shows is that you get up there and you preach to us about stuff that you don't have to live with, that you don't have to deal with. And you're just up there running off at the mouth about things that you don't know about. You're just regurgitating talking points. And now it's just annoying. And then we're all doing this. We're all tuning in and hearing about this over movies we don't watch. So if I'm the Oscars, yeah, popular film needs to be a thing, but just wait. It's going to be their racist. It's going to be their bigoted. It's going to be that it's male dominated because we're going to give popular awards to the, like, to women in my, and then it's going to be like, yeah, but you wouldn't do it with this award. And it's like, dude, quit splitting the pie in half. Like, dude, you just got to hold firm. But I would admit that less and less people in this country are stodgy and like looking down their nose. Less and less people are elite in, in, in the sense of like, well, no, it's, it's downtown Ab. It, no, most people want to watch Infinity War. I'm in the minority. Most people want dumbassery, just fun roller coaster rides at the movie theater. So you need to give them an award for that. That Otherwise, nobody's going to watch it. Six people saw Shock a lot. I know I'm going back like 20 years. But like six people saw that movie. Everybody in the world went and saw Infinity War more than once, by the way. The movie did gangbusters. So you do got to figure out where to put them in at some point. 
You don't you don't agree? I was just gonna say is this participation plaque. Ooh. Right? I mean, like, isn't this the thing? Is Ooh. that you're truly not okay, fine, you you know, you 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 sold a bajillion dollars in sales, but is this just saying, well, like, fine, we'll give you this, you know, everyone gets an award, here you go. Huh. Interesting. I never put it through that filter. We'll send you out to Las Vegas next on Rock 1069. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're minutes away now from sending you out to Las Vegas. Okay. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll put you in there. Sean, Steve, Sam, Mendez, all, all part of it. All part of it. Which one is it actually? Is it Sean? Sean. Okay. Sam Hunt. There we go. Sean Mendez, Sam Hunt. Justin Timberlake will be there. Mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac will be there. Skinner. Bunch of others. We'll put you in. Send you to Vegas here momentarily. I'm a little depressed right now. What's the matter, buddy? And uh, and I have found that the best way to operate this room, and some people don't do it this way, but I, I find that it's the easiest way for me, is that uh, dude, the best way out is through. So, dude, if it's troubling you, just get it out and move forward. All right. So I got a... Um, I took a piece of like hate mail, and it's everybody's favorite threat. I'm never listening to you ever again. Okay, let's address this once and for all. Guys, I've been getting that threat for 15 years, and yet here I am. Okay, so the threat's kind of empty. Let's just get through that. But this guy's problem was, and honestly, dude, I'm not going to give out your name because you're an awful human being, and I don't necessarily want to cause problems in your life. But if you're upset, if this is what's upset you, and you don't want to listen anymore, then you know what? I don't want you listening. Then get out. And here was what his problem was. We opened the show this morning talking about my day yesterday. I happened to be introduced, my life kind of forced me to be introduced to a young woman yesterday. She was really attractive, super attractive. And I had said that she happened to be a light-skinned black girl, and I happened to be a fan. I am willing to date interracially. Now, I don't only date interracially, but I have dated interracially since high school, and from time to time, I still will continue to do. I don't necessarily, if it's like, dude, I find that person attractive, but they're black, so I'm not doing it, I'm not one of those, right? Like, if I'm attracted to you, I'm going out with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the way it is. Like, okay. I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? I like attractive women. I, I like blondes, I like brunettes, I like redheads, I like black girls, I like Asians. I like women. I'm just a fan. They're the fairer sex for a reason. I am a fan. But this guy went so far as to say, like, dude, I'm never listening to you ever again. And he used, well, he called me an end lover. Oof. Multiple times in the email, by the way. Multiple. It's like five times that he wrote it down. Oof. And I'm just, dude, that depressed me. It depressed me. It really did. Because, and I say this sometimes. I understand. Dude, there's so many people listening to this radio show right now. I can't keep track of all of you. God knows. But every once in a while, and this is another thing about social media. Every once in a while, I'm reminded about who's being entertained. And I got to tell you, sometimes it makes me want to end the show and pull it up early. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, dude, I try to keep it real with you guys whenever I can. There are certain times, honestly, where I read stuff like that and I'm like, I don't want to be the ringleader of this. I'm sorry, I don't. And like, there are times where it just honestly it makes me want to pack it in and go home. That was a depressing thing to read. It really was. And if, you, if that's the way you feel and you don't feel like you can be entertained by me because I'm willing to go have dinner with a black woman, then I want you out. Then go. Then get out. I think this just, you know, there's there's a lot to unpack here, and I guess it can, it, well, and really when we get down to it, it can just be as simple as like racism is still a thing. You know Very what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, Very if, much a thing. If, if you just want to put it in a nutshell, ask the parents of mixed children whether or not racism is still a thing. They'll tell you it is still totally a thing. And I guess this is kind of where part of the problem comes in here is that. 
you know, there's two things that we have going on here. And, and when we talked about it first thing in the morning, one of the things you said is you felt uncomfortable because, you know, the Me Too world. I was not going to ask her out while she was working. She happened to be at work, and I was like, you know what? This is, you, you, I'm being told you shouldn't do this anymore. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm not asking. And, and with that being said, one of the side stories that you told in that is that every time this woman took blood from another man, he made the, oh, oh hey, who's pricking who? You pricked me, now I get to prick you. Right, right. so like, so like, yeah, I, understand, I understand your point in there of like, hey, you know, I felt like I couldn't do something because I didn't want to go too far because the Me Too movement, and I feel like that's wrong. I just don't want to be a creep. But at the same time, when that woman has to deal with every single guy that she deals with on a daily basis doing the, oh, who's pricking who here? Who's penetrating who? You wonder why this exists. And like, I know in 2018 and for the past two years, it's been like racism, racism, racism. And it's like, well, not everything's racist, but, but we can't, you can't, you can't. Things are racist. Right. You can't deny that it is an issue for and people. Here, going back to the Me Too movement thing. Like there were multiple times yesterday while I was interacting with this woman while she was at work that I want I was like, dude, I know guys say stuff because my brain is telling me say that, say that, say that, and I, only being smart, I was like, no, no. don't say that, no, don't no, say no, no, that, no. don't say that, don't say that. And sure enough, I didn't say any of it. Now I came in here and told all of you. So I guess maybe I should have just said to her. Maybe I don't I mean, Who knows? But it didn't feel appropriate. And honestly, like when I read that email from that guy today, it bummed me the hell out because, like I said, sometimes I forget about what it is I'm doing in here. And sometimes, and look, I know I can't take responsibility for all yeah, of you. Yeah, you can't. But the problem is, is that I started this career back before I knew all of that. And of course I was aware of it, but I didn't have to read it and see it and have to digest it. And so now when I know that, it's like, oh, dude, I don't want to be the ringleader of you. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you definitely do not want that. And there is a little bit of you feel this personal responsibility because if you're drawn to me, obviously you see a little bit of yourself in me. Like, I think that very much is... You think that's what's bothering me about it? I, I think I think that's why a lot of people identify with their favorite personality, whether it's a radio personality or a basketball player or a whoever well, it is, or a that's Star Wars character. crazy to deny that. Right, you see a little bit of yourself in them. You see them and like, yes, that's me. You're representing me. You're, you get, you're giving my thoughts a voice. And like, when you find out that somebody feels represented by you who feels feels that way i get it dude i mean i but but you can't you can't i know i remember during, I know. it was a Cavs warriors finals and one of the Cavs fans like knocked out a warriors fan threw or, him over or the threw railing, over right? the railing or yeah. something like that and so In many Oracle, right? and so many cavaliers fans were like no that could never happen a Cavs fan would never do that and it's like are you idiotic i mean how stupid do you have to be to think that any this is what i've always said about the cop issue too any group of any group of people that large is going to have some some bad eggs in it that's going to happen you know what i mean so yes obviously Cavs fans are able to be awful yes everyone every group of people there of course Makes is no sense there of course is going to be that don't don't hang up on this, dude, because this really is this is one of those situations where it's like, dude, there's literally nothing you can do. Number one. And, number, and most people listening are not that person. And number two, I think this guy decided to walk away. So obviously you did something right there. You know what oh, I mean? Like, like, I like, like that one. if you feel so like this person, I don't want them here. Well, he's gone. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, no, dude, well, let's end up, dude, uh, Costanza, well, get out of the well, high, high note, note right get, there. Get out of the high note there. Guys, if you want to get out of town for a few days, head to Las Vegas, your opportunity to win your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Win your way out to Las Vegas one more time with us. That will be at 9 a.m. this morning. We'll give you your next keyword. Also, Teresa takes over after we're done. She'll get you hooked up at 11. The audience now coming after Fantone saying he's not doing his job right. Says Stansbury's on the air talking about how he likes blondes, he likes brunettes, he likes redheads, he likes black girls. 
he likes all this stuff. Antone's missing the perfect opportunity to play our favorite soundbite. I like women. I'm not gay no more. I like women. They were like, do they feel like you fell down on the job on that one? Oh, dude, I've been sleeping all day. I, uh... I, I, I feel like you have been sleeping because normally you're all on me about the golf clothing and you're not yeah. on me today. Where are you going? What's the story? What do you, what do you got your fancy golf duds well, on Well, I, I did get invited to play a little bit of golf today with uh, with Albert Wooden and some, ah. of, the, some of the Save 22 guys, ah. which uh, Save 22 is an organization that raises awareness over the fact that 22 veterans a day commit suicide. That's way too high. And uh, so they go out of their way to do a lot of great work to help reduce that number. Obviously, we'd like to see it all the way back down to zero. Um, but they do amazing work, Save 22 does, and uh, I, Albert and I just be, kind of became a little friendly, and so we started kicking around some ideas, and I said, dude, I was like, I don't really know what I can do. I said, but I like to do this, and if there are guys who are recently home or just got home or even been home a little while and they enjoy it, I was like, why don't you get a couple of veterans together? We'll all go out. We'll smack some balls around. We'll, get, we'll hang out, and you know what I mean? This is a way I can be involved with you guys, and he was like, absolutely. So, dude, he actually set it up at the quarry today, a place I've never played. Everybody swears it's great. Have never played it surprised so yeah yeah I, 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 a lot of people say that and so uh so i'm excited i'll be uh I'll be playing with albert today i'm pretty excited about that one of my favorite things about save 22 and obviously i mean what a what a great cause just from the jump you know what i mean but one of my favorite things about them is they really are uh whatever you can do we'll do like whatever mm-hmm. your strength is whatever you want whatever we can do there they'll do it they throw stuff up against the wall and see what, what sticks. sticks and that's a i mean honestly with a problem as big as you know 22 veteran suicides a day like yeah man we got to try it in different ways we got to do different things yeah, sometimes it's golf sometimes it's a phone call sometimes you know it's a million different things and i respect that about them yeah, I do too. And uh, Albert's just a good dude. And everybody I met when I went and I, I did their hike, I did that thing over the su- you know earlier this summer. And right. everybody I met that day was so great. And the amount of guys who came up to me and said, "Dude, thanks for what you do." It's like, hey, thank me for what I do. What you guys are doing is the thing. I just told other people about. It. I'm not doing anything. Your guys, you guys are the ones that are doing everything. I'm just letting people know. So yeah, that will be a, that will be a good way to uh, to spend the afternoon. Nice. And then tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out for the Browns game. Being asked that, Dan Winger tweeting in said you're going out to watch the Browns game tonight. Yeah, I probably will. Um, I don't know for sure yet, but Fatheads kind of sounds like a pretty decent a- idea for that. My buddy Grant works there. If he's working tonight, I'll probably go there. Is there a time on this? What time I is think this? It's eight. eight o'clock. Ugh. Do I have it at eight? Luckily, I'm only gonna have to watch. No, I'm sorry, seven p.m. Oh, nice. Luckily, I was gonna say I'm only gonna watch the first hour at the very, very most. It's not a whole game, right? You get the honestly, you get to halftime. You're probably good. Yeah, I was gonna and say that's probably long. Once Baker goes out there and does his thing, I wonder if he is going to. Well, okay, Taylor goes out and maybe Taylor starts, maybe right? right he starts and maybe goes two series, maybe three series, maybe four series. But do, do they stick Baker in the rest of the game? Is it just like, yo, you're out here? Well, they said you're going to see him quite a bit throughout the preseason. Now, I don't know if that means most of game one. I mean, they're going to want to see what Drew Stanton has, too, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and Brogan <laughs> from Hard Knocks there, the quarterback nobody knew about. Um, but I want to see him out there. For as much as I do not want to see him this season at all, I don't want him playing a snap of regular season football. I, yeah, dude, throw him out there for... I got to see it. Until the 4th, dude. Until the 4th. Yeah, do it. Brian Knowles of Football Outsiders says that there are multiple reasons for the Browns organization and their fan base to be hopeful heading into this year. Says, if anything go is going to drag this team down, it's more likely going to be the coaching than the talent. The coordinators have made some odd decisions last year. Greg Williams almost never brought in extra backs to face three receiver sets, despite the fact that the Browns had better results when they had the extra corner on the field. 
says Todd Haley used play action less than any other coordinator in football, despite the fact that it was the end thing in 2017. Now, Todd Haley wasn't here when that was happening, but still he's raising a question about that, and I, I guess I could see that. He also says Hugh Jackson's red zone play calling was very, very bad, historically so. Says, so we have more faith in the players than the coaching staff, but at least your players are good. He said that's a way to be optimistic. Eight and eight is probably good enough for a wild card spot in the AFC. He says, we here have the Browns projected at seven and a half wins. (laughs) So here's the thing. I think seven and a half is crazy high, but I've been wrong before. I keep saying four and 12, but I'll be honest with you that part of that four and 12 prediction, four and 12 prediction. Part of that prediction is over the fact that I have been beaten by this team for 20-some years, and I'm reluctant to give them the benefit of the doubt. So they may go out gangbusters and win eight games. I don't see it, but maybe they do. I um, I like the criticism there of, of Hugh Jackson when it came to play calling Red last zone? year. Yeah. Because so, so much has been made of Deshaun Kaiser and how terrible he is, and I'm not debating that. I'm not saying, you know what, we should have stuck with Deshaun Kaiser longer. But so much of that is, dude, Jackson did not put him in a, in a position to succeed, and I think that's I, I, important to note there. Brown said, according to Twitter, Browns have come out and said, Baker Mayfield, two quarters minimum. Another guy says here, Tyrod's supposed to play for the two possessions, and then the plan is Baker Mayfield until the fourth quarter starts. Love it. Love it. That makes all the sense in the world, dude. I like it. I mean, first, you got to see what you got, right? I mean, you got to see what you got. You got to see what you got, but you're also putting him in a situation where he has a chance. Now, not a guarantee to, but a chance to succeed. By well, put- more importantly, I think, sorry, but I think more importantly, a chance to make a mistake and then right. bounce back from said mistake because that's what I want to see. Every quarterback throws picks. Who are you? Are you the kid that lays on the ground and cries about what you just did, or do you shrug it off and throw the ball right back down the field next? That is massively important in the quarterback position. I believe Johnny Manziel was gun-shy. I believe he just, dude, he could not make the decision. I need a guy who's like, yeah, yeah, I screwed that up, that's fine. I'm throwing this ball right back down the field. I mean, you look at how many true-to-the-heart, legendary quarterbacks had a tough rookie year. I mean, Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning, Manning John Elway, I mean, like Steve Young. I mean, guys who are true to the heart, gold jacket, legends at the position. Those are all Hall of Famers. Right. Right. Not even even close. Like, those dudes are all upper echelon quarterbacks. Had a tough rookie year there. So I I, I agree with you 100% there that, you know, I think a big problem with what the NFL fan has nowadays is that we have this immediate, and it's part of Sign of the Times for sure, but we have this immediate gratification mindset where it is... Win now. Win now. Go out there and and thrive. Super Bowl or loser, and it's like Super Bowl or you're a bum. I agree. To to put that kind of pressure onto a a 21, 22, 23 year old kid walking into the NFL who is just his head spinning. Things are going so fast, Adam. That's that's an asinine, ridiculous expectation. I would agree. Brian Knowles of Football Outsiders has released reasons for the Brown fan base to be optimistic. Let's uh, keep here with Baker Mayfield. Where Brian is saying here that Baker Mayfield is the fourth highest projection for any rookie quarterback since 1997. Says that now it may hurt the Browns that they pass on the chance to draft Wentz or Watson, but they think they got their best prospect in Mayfield. Add in Tyrod Taylor, who is an above average quarterback, and the Browns have majorly upgraded over Deshaun Kaiser, who was graded out as the worst quarterback in football last year. Now, this is one of the things I've been saying that you have upgraded not once but twice at the most important position in the sport, that that can only help you. I've been saying that. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. You're in a better situation than you were last year. Um, and I've really, 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 as a sports fan, tried to stop the. 
Well, you could have drafted him. Could have drafted him. Look at this. You made this mistake. Could have drafted him. Could have, would have, should have. Uh, it's counterproductive. It exactly is. right. Now, another one of these points he has here, he says the Browns have been really, really unlucky. That they have been 1-11 in close games they lost were more fumbles than they recovered. So, like, they had some unlucky stuff happen. And that close game, and now, but see, this is, but this is a good point. Because good teams win close games. Good teams beat you when the game is close. They find a way to win. The Browns had that problem. Now, Deshaun Kaiser needing to rely on him fourth quarter in a close game to win it, I don't know if I like that. Now, people tell me Tyrod Taylor's not going to go out there and win you games. He's just not going to lose you any games. I don't know if that's true. I think Tyrod Taylor, if you give him the right support, you give him a couple of weapons, I think you're going to see something pretty decent out of this guy. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't pro- know. The problem with it wrong. is the problem with I feel like it is though is is to say the Browns are unlucky. I mean, you create your own luck, right? I mean, like it's it's, it's it's not just it's not just well the ball true. bounced one way, we thought it was going to bounce the other, and boy, what throw your hands up? What are you going to do? It is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, I I don't think they win seven and a half, or I don't think they win over seven games. I think seven and a half is a crazy prediction. I think four and a half is the real line of number of like where is it going to stand on that one? And there's Vegas a- had it at five two weeks ago. I don't know where it is right now. They had it at five two weeks ago, and I bet the under when they listed it at five. There's a part of me that's like, dude, I just watched Hard Knocks, and dude, yeah, dude, you know what? Miles Garrett is going to have a great season. You know what, dude? All of a sudden, we do have a quarterback that can do something. And dude, Orange and Brown, baby. And then there's a part of me that's like, bro, you've seen this movie so. Oh, so many times, dude. But, dude, when they drafted Trent Richardson, bro, I was so excited. I'm like, dude, this is it. And, I mean, and, then, and then they drafted. You know what I'm saying? It's just oh, how many how many different dude, dr- drafts have know, to happen where you... you uh, that's a good example because I'm always like, I'm always right, right? Like I'm, I'm always that guy. Dude, I was the biggest Trent Richardson fan ever. I loved that pick. I thought I was like, oh my God, they did it right. Oh my God, a running back out of Alabama. You did it right. And you know what I didn't know then that I do kind of know now? That Nick Saban beats his players to death. That dude, if you play for Nick Saban, dude, you're beat to death. Especially and, a running back. Yeah, exactly right. And so, dude, because he doesn't want to throw the ball ever. And so, by the time you get to the NFL, dude, you're just shot, bro. You just can't do it. Yeah, I mean, if there's ever been an organization that does not deserve the benefit of the doubt, it's the Cleveland. It's Browns. the Cleveland Browns. I would agree. They do not deserve it. I mean, I'm. I, I, I have this seed of optimism inside of me, but like logically, I just keep saying, dude, like, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And, and we talked about it yesterday with um, uh, when he was talking about how losing is contagious and negativity is contagious. Jarvis and Landry. Weakness, yeah, 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 and Landry, when he was talking about weakness is contagious, dude, if they lose week one, it is going to be a tough, and I mean tough, ship to write there. Ah, uh, you think so? Or did, I do. Or, or does the team go, well, Jesus, dude, Pittsburgh could be a favorite to win the Super Bowl. Lose week one, and you're going to feel like we can lose week two. You feel like we can lose week two, all of a sudden, dude, you're seven, and, you're 0-7, and it's like, dude, that weakness, that, 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 you know, that it, it, it's going to be contagious. It's going to spread through that locker room. Eight games into the season, what's the Browns record? <sighs> two and six. Oh, I'll take it. Two and six. Oh, I'll take it. Two and six. I was gonna say one and seven. I'll take two and six. I don't. I don't have the the whole schedule pulled up right in front of me. So it's like you know. I mean, going game by game, I can tell you what I think the end win loss record will be because I don't need the exact schedule for that. 
But uh, and I do. I think it's four and twelve. And I think if you get four and twelve, I think you got to do backflips after one and thirty-one. I mean, do you nuts? <laughs> I think you got to do backflips. I'm being asked if I thought it was weird that Denzel Ward didn't get any uh, any airtime on Hard Knocks. Nah, not really. I mean, it was episode one, and they did show him and one of the other corners kind of talking, and then the coach turned around and like yelled at him, right, about something. So I mean, you did see him. My guess is you'll probably. I mean, it was episode one. You, you you'll start to find more and more players, and you know they're still figuring out who's who too. I mean the, the you know the cameras are still figuring out who the stars are too. I think more Denzel Ward probably still to come on HBO's Hard Knocks. You can't arrest people if they're a white thoroughbred, according to this woman in North Carolina. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Nine o'clock. We'll send you out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Sean, Sam, and Steve Mendez all part of that. Uh, let me guess. No, Steve Miller not going to be there. But no. Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood no. Mac, Leonard Skinner, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. I'm just going to start adding people. I'm going to start adding people. UFO will be there. I don't think they will, dude. Sly and the Family Stone. I don't think so. No, Sly's no. going to be there. I don't know. The Family Stone might, but Sly's not. Sly and the Family Stone. Michael Jackson. Getting him right out there. Just all part of that. You know what? I probably shouldn't say that. People will think there's going to be a hologram of Michael Jackson out there. It's there not going to happen. There won't be. Sly and the Family Stone confirmed, though. Possible. Who knows? Anything could happen. I'm one of these guys who uh, will occasionally roll my eyes at some of these uh, new, well, not, not necessarily new, but some of the terminologies people like to whip around too easily in this country. Um, male-dominated is, is one of those I'll kind of like roll my eyes at sometime. Um, another one is white privilege. Now, before we go into this story, I am going to say this, that I have seen that video online where the professor says, for those of you that want to deny white privilege, raise your hand if you'd be willing to be reborn as an African-American person. Not a single hand goes up in that room. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm not sure my hand would have went up either. I cannot deny the fact that being white in this country makes it easier. I can't deny that. I think a part of the problem with this is, is people hear white privilege and they think to themselves, I have it so hard. How can I be privileged? Like my life is slipping through my hands and I'm trying to grasp it. And I'm trying to hold on to it, but it's not. So how could I be privileged? Um, yeah, it's when, when people say white privilege, they don't mean that we were all born as Scrooge McDuck. Like we're all just sitting on a pile of coins. It's about the fact that honestly, you may not be pulled over for no reason because of your, you're right. There, there are other things that go into play here. And, and I would have to admit that, yes, I think my life is probably easier as a white American. And I, I compare it to, I mean, obviously, I, th- I think there's male privilege. I think there's heterosexual privilege. I even think there's an age privilege where you're right in the sweet spot of how old you are, where you're no longer young, but you're no longer like elder, but you're not well, elderly. Well, there's definitely yet. age privilege. I mean, look at the, the way they run shows. You can't even be on a reality show if you're over to the age of 30. And people who get upset about that, people who are like, well, what I always compare it to is it's like, as a whole, it's better to be good looking. There's a privilege in that. Life's going to go a little bit easier for you. Now, is that a get out of jail for free card? No. Is everything in your life's going to be perfect because you're better looking? No. No, but it is, there is like an advantage to it. Well, I mean, in a lot of areas, the better looking you are, the better salesperson you'll be. Now, can you point out things to me where it's like, well, it's 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 a disadvantage to be good looking in this situation. Of course, there's going to be some where it's like, well, I'm going to get raped in prison first. And it's like, OK, but that's such. But we're pointing at these little yeah, specific things that's, I mean, that's trying crazy. to negate the whole point. No, right. dude, there is, there's definitely good looking privilege. I mean, I remember once upon a time, not here, but there was another radio station I worked at. and They walked me through the sales department and I remember telling the head of sales, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like it here. I like, what do you mean? I was like, well, dude, I was like, your sales staff's obviously really good. It's like, how do you know? I was like, well, they're all hot. 
Like, and he's like, well, what is that? I was like, dude, you mean to tell me you think somebody dis- with disheveled clothing, overweight, fat, with mayonnaise hanging out of the side of their mouth, going in, asking for $100,000 worth of an ad, buy is going to get the money? No, dude, guys are going to give up the money to people who are better looking than them. Now, can that fat Men slob- or women. Now, can that fat slob do it? Of yes. course he can. Enough hard work, preparation, does his thing. What's going to be easier? Their- exactly. What's going to be exactly. easier? So, okay. there, so privilege necessarily makes things just that, okay. just a little bit easier. And I do believe that there is some white privilege. I now always say that, my, that the privilege I really do believe that I got to cash in on a lot, that I believe that the privilege I that I was raised with a ton, which was a two-parent household of both people letting me know every single day that they love me. I feel like that is a huge leg up. That is a huge leg up. Parents that let you know how much you are loved and cared for, huge leg up in this country. Who who gave you some sort of like financial advice, who gave you some sort of guidebook for life, who gave you some sort Daniel, of like... Daniel, don't do that. Right. Okay. Exactly right. Okay. That that's a privilege. That that, that, that that will help your life. I believe that's what helped me be successful in the end of my life, right? But this woman, Lauren Cutshaw, 32 now, a real estate agent, is trying to use her white privilege. Right. White privilege, sorry. She was driving 30 miles per hour over the speed limit. She had run a stop sign, according to the police report, right? Police pulled her over. She got to go home alive. Her eyes were bloodshot and glossy. Her speech was slurred, and she reeked of alcohol, the cops had said. When asked how much she had drank that night, she said she had two glasses of wine earlier in the night. That's a lie. Every cop knows that's a lie. That's a lie. Two is all I had, too. That's the appropriate number, right? What, where, where did the human being come up with the number that we two. thought the cop was going to be like, all right, we'll go home, right? Like, dude, the, the answer's none. The answer's none. After placing her in handcuffs and informing her that she was driving, uh, that she was under arrest, I'm sorry, for driving under the influence, police again asked her how much she had to drink, and that time she said, I had a couple of glasses of wine. They asked, how tall did you fill the glasses, according to the police report? I mean, I was celebrating my birthday, Cotshaw replied. That was dumb, too. Police said when they, uh, they, she further exemplified her drunkness by the multiple reasons she should not be arrested for driving under the influence. Of the many reasons she gave, Lauren Cutshaw said, you cannot arrest me because I'm white. I am a very clean, thoroughbred white girl. I'm a white, clean girl. Thoroughbred? Thoroughbred. Like that sounds bad. Thoroughbred. Thoroughbred sound. Thoroughbred is too close to master race, right? Like that. You are sucking down glasses of Franzia wine, dude. What are you, thoroughbred? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, dude, this is the problem. Is that I always want to roll my eyes at Twitter. I always want to roll my eyes. But then, sure enough, you open up the internet and there's some idiot then just proving these people right about how this stuff is out there. You're a thir- dude. Thoroughbred is too close to I'm um, part of the master race. Like that boy, that was like way too far. I'm a white, clean girl. Now, was her take maybe like you can't put me in prison because I'm going to be taken advantage of because I'm too innocent for that? Like, don't 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 commit crimes. Then. Yeah, then don't go. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it's pretty simple. Like, don't do don't do 30 miles per hour over the speed limit and blow through stop signs. Jesus, what a train wreck of a scenario that is. Trips out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Those are next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About to send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Sean, Steve, Sam, Mendez, all part of that. Fleetwood Mac. There's only the one Mendez, from what I've been told. I keep adding Mendez. You don't know how many Mendezes there are. I keep adding them. I just keep adding them. Justin Timberlake part of that too. It's not Barry the lead. He's probably the star there. He's been uh, back blowing up again this last like year, year and a half. 
He's a talented kid. I remember when he first came out of NSYNC and everybody's like, oh, what's the dude? He's going to do his own thing now? Like, this isn't going to be good. And then he came out and it was like, oh, this is way better. Like, oh, you mean the rest of those dudes were just douchebags that were dancing in the back of you being being talented? You should have just done this as you all along. But we'll send you out there to see everybody. Momentarily. Dude, I'm reading that Dennis Hoff is having problems. All right. Dennis Hoff, for those of you that don't know, runs the Bunny Ranch in Las Vegas. Well, outside of Las Vegas. Actually, prostitution, This people get this screwed up all the time. Prostitution is legal in Nevada, not necessarily legal inside the Las Vegas city limits. Got to be careful with that one. You actually got to get out. And that's why uh, Dennis Hoff is actually going to run for office, and he was calling himself the Trump of Pahrump, which uh, Pahrump, Nevada, is... Um, Well, kind of where his businesses were. Now, he owns the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. He's got a couple of others. That's a good line, too. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you're trying to do, you you get yourself a built-in right there. That's who Dennis Hoff is. Um, I've interviewed Dennis um, on this very show, as a matter of fact. And I actually had drinks with Dennis. This one night, it was me. This is a crazy lineup. It was me, Dennis Hoff, Jose Canseco, and I forget who the other guy was, but we were all at the Radio Music Awards in Las Vegas. And I was like sitting there having drinks with those guys at this table, like kind of talking to them at this after party. And I was like, I can't believe what my life is like. Like, this is such a weird environment for me to be in. But Dennis is a very big, bombastic, charismatic guy. Um, he has got no problem with the word pimp. Um, he's got, and that's what he is. Make no mistake, that's what he is. I mean, he owns like whorehouses. That's what they are, bordellos. But I mean, come on, they're whorehouses. Now, I believe in, in prostitution being legal. And I have been to uh, to the world-famous, well, Cat House was the name of the show, but I have been to the world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Now, I did not pay for sex. Now, I went there with the idea to pay for sex. I'm not going to lie, right? Got there, got through the gate, was sitting in the front room having the drinks. And then all the girls start coming out. They start talking to you. And no, it's not like car sales. Like, everybody's very, very, like, even keel. Nobody pressures you into anything. But then my buddies were all like, well, yeah, I like that one. And then they went in the back room. And then I like that one. And then they went in the back room there. And I wanted to do it. But I just couldn't get myself over it. Lost the nerve. I was too young to have paid for the sex when we were doing this. I think I was only like 25 when we were doing this. And I was like, I'm too young for this. That I'm still able to get the, I, I can access, you know what I mean, this this activity really easy. I don't need this. I'm surprised that was the hang-up, but I'm not necessarily surprised to find out that like there was a little bit of gun-shy moment there. The thing about me and sex is that I like taking a woman from, oh, no, 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 to, well, I don't know, he is kind of funny, like and to like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm sleeping with this dude right now. That's my favorite part. Like, honestly, I don't even really like having sex with you. I just like taking you from, oh no, I would never let that guy have sex with me, to like, how'd this happen? Like, he must have, like, how did I mean, dude, he wasn't that funny. How's this going down? That's what I'm about. Once I got to go to the ATM machine, like the sexiness of sex is kind of taken out of it for me. But dude, Nye County voted not to renew his brothel or his liquor licenses. They went into the Love Ranch, closed the businesses, took the sheriff's cards away from all the prostitutes. Now, for those of you that don't know, to work anywhere in Las Vegas, fast food restaurants, you need what is called a sheriff's card. You have to apply with the county, and then you can go work for Las Vegas. This is if you get in any trouble anywhere, sheriff's card gone, you can't work in Las Vegas anymore. It is a dude. Las Vegas is one of the hardest cities in the country to work in. I, I don't know if I love all that, but I guess that's not necessarily where we're going with this conversation. No, yet. sheriff's cards are a very welcome to the government wanting more money and more control over what you do. You get guys keep telling me you want more government. There it is, right there. There's Las Vegas government, right there. 
You don't want sheriff's cars. Trust me, it's a miserable experience. I know people who can no longer ever get a job in Las Vegas ever again because of something stupid they did 20 years ago. That makes absolutely no sense. But, dude, they're shutting them down. And I, I can't imagine where this is all coming from outside of his politics. He has run that business forever. He has had an H. Dude, that HBO show aired 15 years ago. Something. I mean, it was a long ass time ago. He's been there forever. He's got like six of these things there. In this article that I've got up here, Dennis Hoff failed to apply for a renewal and oh. failed to pay fees for his Love Ranch brothel about an hour's northwest of Las Vegas. Yeah, it's about city right. and uh, city officials in Nye County said. Yeah, that's, that's about so right. So was this a was this a decision of his where it was like, hey, if I'm running for office, I, I is is that a conflict of interest or something, or is that like a hey, maybe I should try to step away from it from this? Wouldn't you then hand it over? Versus allow them just to shut your licenses down. Because it. I would imagine this to be true. Now, again, I don't know the ins and outs of bars in Las Vegas. My brother would actually be a better point of reference for this, having owned a bar in Las Vegas. That I, I would imagine it's going to be easier to sell your business with active licenses attached to it. And that when you're when you can talk about a license transferal. Now I know that's what I did in Oregon. When I bought my bar, I just transferred the active license into my name. It takes a while, it takes money. Again, the government's got to be in your pocket, of course, because God forbid you get ahead without them taking theirs. Ridiculous. But that's how that works. So I would imagine that the better thing for him to do would then to be transferred the business with active licenses attached to it. I, I, I would imagine so as well, at least to somebody who can continue to make money off of it. I just wonder, is this an optics thing where it was like, hey, I'll take the loss now to gain it back in the future once I become an elected official within within the city? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just assumed, OK, you know what, dude, we don't necessarily want the Trump of Pahrump. We you know what I mean? We're going to do this, although I got to imagine Nye County. That's probably Trump country. Well, up there. And, 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 and if you're going to do it, you got to lean into it. A lot I of mean, Las Vegas is going to be Trump it, country, especially as you are, as you are a pimp. Like there's no other way to put that. You're going to have to lean in, lean into that. You're going to have to lean into the. Well, you can't I'm well, bombastic, and this is who I well, am. Not only lean into, it, but you're not hiding it by any stretch of the imagination. Everybody knows who you are. I, and I, to me, it just sounds so crazy that I'm going to say that, like, well, dude, this guy's probably going to win as he's a pimp who is running on the Republican platform here. But, like, I don't see how he doesn't win. I, I don't. And I mean, sad to say, but like. Well, money moves polls, polls move money. And, um, you know what I mean? And he's got the money. Now, do I think that that prostitution should be legal and should I for sure 100%? I don't even know if there's necessarily a moral question to me about like, well, does it make you immoral to have sex for money? Because, dude, I've had sex for all sorts of reasons before. And like, who, am, they, I, who, do, am, I, who am I to judge you? So, all right. Interesting point here. So yesterday I gave blood. And they asked, there's like a huge questionnaire that goes with that. One of the questions was, in the past seven years, have you had sex for drugs or money? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself. Well, I'm marking down no, but I don't know if I've necessarily had sex for drugs, but I mean, like, y- y- because of a substance that led, I mean, right? Like, so, 
that is definitely high risk behavior and engaging into something like that, especially when it's not legal. But that's the problem of why it should be legal is that, OK, if you're having sex for money in, Los, in in Nevada, there's a strict testing policy that's going on. Correct. There's a there there's there's some sort of of regulation instead of you just standing out on the street corner, hoping that you don't get murdered by some dude in a, in, in, in a car. So, like, I, I it just it just boggles my mind that we are talking about pimp. Dennis Hoff as like, well, is this dude going to be able to pull it off just because he closed down his 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 whorehouse? Nye County officials say there's nothing personal about this or political behind our actions. Um, they said, look, we 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 voted Tuesday to renew the permits for three other brothels with other owners. Yeah, but those people aren't running for office. But he didn't fill out the paper. You know what I'm saying? He didn't fill out the paperwork. Didn't do the fees. Yeah, I mean, you got to pay the fees. Right. Like, yeah, you got the money. Dude, no, no, no. You got to pay to play, dude. Like, are you going to let somebody in there and sleep with all your prostitutes and not pay you? No. You, you're you're going to do If your prostitutes want to get paid, then so does the county. You know what the rules of the thing were. I know it. Dude, I hate giving the government money, too. It's my least favorite thing in the world to do is give the government money. I hate it. But at the end of the day, you have to do it because that's how we get stuff. So you got to do it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think that they're, they're, I think this was a little bit politically motivated and it just happened to be the icing on top of the cake that they got to deliver is personally what I think. More Sansbury show after we send you out to Las Vegas of all places for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury show. We're on Rock 106.9. Ladies, I got great news for you. Fantastic news for you. Ladies, if you're trying to snag a guy, Lori Alexander, a blogger, has got it all figured out. She's figured out. She's done all the hard work for you. You can find her latest offering at her blog site or website, The Transformed Wife. Now, I have been saying this for a while. That we are think-piecing ourselves to death. Now, I love free speech. Obviously, I exercise mine every chance I get. Now, again, I can be fired for what I say in here. That's not a free speech issue. But so, basically, I'm for people having their voice. But make no mistake. Just any idiot being able to secure a website and then blog at full length and say things as if they're an expert on them is what's leading to a lot of the problems in this country. The rise of amateurism in this country is what's bringing the standard of everything down. As a matter of fact, I just saw an article today that said, meet the Reddit user that gets NBA scoops before the NBA media does. Which is really funny, because I was told two weeks ago that nobody could get a sports story before the sports media gets it. But now Deadspin's got an article about how some Reddit user is it, dude gets everything before Woj gets it. He's broken every major story before Woj in like the last year. There's a Deadspin article on it. Okay, The rise of amateurism in this country is out of control. And this woman's article is proof positive that I'm right. At her website, The Transformed Wife, you can read her latest offering, which is titled, ladies, titled, Men Prefer Debt-Free Virgins Without Tattoos. She's saying men are looking for women who have abstained from sex, have no debt, and if you're tattoo-free, then you can nab a man really, really easily. No, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. I have never understood the no sex till marriage. I don't get it. Any good therapist will tell you, what are the the things that break up a marriage? Sex life going bad, lack of communication, financial issues, right? Those three things break up marriages faster than anything else. We all know it. So if if, if, if that's a standard, 
then why the hell am I entering into a sexual relationship with somebody that I don't know what the sexual relationship is like? That makes absolutely no sense to me. That that was one of those things that they told you, you can't go to heaven if you do this. That was kind of one of those things that they were, they were going to we'll scare you into doing what you want. What we want you to do, we'll scare you into it. Makes no sense. If you, dude, if you marry somebody without living with them first, you're an absolute idiot. I don't get that at all. For my life, you would be an idiot. For your life, maybe you're smart. I don't know. In my life, that would make you an idiot. But I don't think that this is true at all. Now, do I want to marry somebody who doesn't have a ton of debt? Yes. But do I want to do I want to marry a, a a a sexual infant? No. The hell would I want with that? The hell am I going to do with one of those? Do you think, from your perspective, obviously you feel different? You've lived a very unorthodox life. That is true. Do you feel like most men, though, would prefer this? Like, if you were, if if most men were designing their perfect female. I, I think, think they, all three of those things are a part of it. I really do. I don't think they want a virgin. I, I less sexually experienced. I, I I would say that do you is a man's ego going to be more protected over the fact that his wife does not have a ton of sexual experience, therefore feeling like he can match up to what she's experienced? I could not deny that. What would the average man prefer your wife to have more sexual experience than you or less? It's going to be less. Less. Almost every single time. Okay. So virgin may be a step too far, but I think most dudes are very intimidated by women who have had a lot of partners. So Lori Alexander, more guilty of hyperbole than she is of being wrong. Probably a little bit there. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think this is, I really don't think this is far off base for most guys. Now there's going to be like, well, dude, I think tattoos, chicks with tattoos are hot. You do. I do. Whatever. Okay. But most dudes, I feel like, especially if you're looking at them as a marriage partner as opposed to like a porn different. star different. different things there there are this is this is a good point you're right about this because there is a good point to the fact of there is a very big difference in something in, in people that can cross the bar of what i'm willing to have drunken sex with versus who i want to take to my mother's right. house over christmas break right. and i would admit now now that does not mean and i want to make sure i say this clearly because people halfway listen to the radio that does not mean that a woman with a tattoo here or maybe one here or a couple here that that means i'm never going to introduce you to my mom of course not that would be insane because welcome to 2018 everybody's all tatted up these days but does it necessarily yeah but i would agree that probably less is more less is more in that yeah. regard now, when you right when we're talking about your wife, when we're talking about My somebody, wife, right. right? But when you're talking about like but that's what she's saying. When here. you're talking about Bella Balls on Pornhub, then it's like, well, dude, I don't, you know, that's See, it's hot. This is really crazy. I was not prepared for this. I was prepared to come in here to have this conversation and be able to jump up and down on somebody who was being judgmental to other women. But as we examine it, the more I'm like, well. Just, just because she's saying something unpleasant and that people might not want to hear about themselves doesn't necessarily mean she's wrong about it. And also, it is just her opinion. And this, more importantly, as I, honestly, when I saw the headline, because the headline of this story was, Christian Blogger wants you to know men prefer debt-free versions without tattoos. Now, maybe this is my male privilege coming into this. I just naturally assumed this was going to be written by a man. right? And I thought, what a judgmental thing. To say to women, as coming from a man, like what expert, but dude, coming from a woman who was trying to find men and her website is called The Transformed Wife, maybe she's kind of hit it on the head. Maybe she's been through it a couple of times and realized, oh my God, some of the stuff I did was wrong. Well, and I'm sure that there are plenty of women right now who are like, I don't, I'm not going to change who I am or be ashamed of who I am or hide who I am for a man and good for you. But in 90 days, you'll be on Tinder complaining about how guys don't have cars to come pick you up. Because that's who you are. 
that at the end of the day, and I, I said this the other day, that if you want to be involved and if you want to be in somebody else's life, that you are going to have to change who you are, but it will be a change for the better. I always tell my guy friends this. Dude, that any woman trying to change you, break up with her and run for the door right now. My dad told me once when I was a kid, say, Dan, the right woman doesn't have to change you. You'll just start doing it because you'll realize if I don't change, she's going to go. And I don't want her to go, so I got to be different. The right woman changes you just by being the right woman. She doesn't nag you until you get rid of your loser friends. The right woman changes you because you realize this is worth having. I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. I need to hold on to this person. If somebody's trying to change you, they're a bum. Get rid of them. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.